What up, people? It is Tuesday, June 2nd. My name is D. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast. Um, this is a hard one for me because a lot has gone on over the past few weeks, uh, especially since my last podcast. And normally, I try to be somewhat upbeat uh, and in a good mood and just share my opinion and my thoughts on certain things. But this one is a hard one for me. And I've put it off for about a week uh, because my emotions have been kind of all over the place. And within that week, even more nonsense has happened. Um, I'll start with, of course, what's going on today with the protests and the riots uh, surrounding the death of uh, George Floyd. And watching the video of Mr. Floyd being murdered by the police, uh, it hit me differently. And of course, we've seen these type of issues with the cops uh, for a long time. But this one hit me differently. Um, Watching the way this officer had his knee on that man's neck for, I think they counted eight minutes and 42 seconds as this man pleaded for his life. Uh, Multiple times he said he couldn't breathe and he pleaded for his mom, which from my understanding, his mom is actually dead. And this officer and officers around showed no remorse uh, or concern for human life. And this is just hitting me a lot differently. Um, Again, we've seen these cases so many times. Eric Garner, specifically, he was choked to death. And generally what happens in these cases uh, of course, even in Eric Garner's case and even in this case, the police autopsy will talk about underlying conditions um, of why they couldn't survive a chokehold. You know, it's this was just hitting me differently. And I'm trying to get the words uh, to say to sound somewhat articulate in my thoughts, but right now my thoughts are just all over the place. Um, So to back up with the George Floyd situation, my understanding is he tried to use a fake $20 bill to make a purchase in the store. And I saw somebody post that the proper procedure is for the store to call the police not necessarily to get the person using the fake bill in trouble, but to for the police to come out and put it on record. And what they're supposed to do is investigate to see if they can find the origin of where the bill came from. The person that called the police did not call the police on Mr. Floyd to get him in trouble. Um, My understanding is law that when they encounter a fake bill, they're supposed to report it. And I think that's what this person was doing. And if I'm not mistaken, there was a 17-year-old girl working in the store that day. And I think she's the one that actually videotaped uh, what happened to Mr. Floyd. 
and I have so many different emotions around that particular part of it too because this young lady, 17 years old, still a minor, um, has been getting horrible comments because people saying she should have did more. And it's like, what do you expect a 17-year-old young lady to do? A minor who's never been in this position before, watching somebody die, what do you expect her to do? To go push the police off? To kick police officer in the head or whatever? What do you really expect her to do? She doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know how to react. And a lot of other people wouldn't know how to react to. And she wasn't the only person there. There were adults around too. But what do you expect her to do? And for her to get the backlash she's gotten is just irresponsible and stupid. Um, if it wasn't for her, the videotape wouldn't have been released. Uh, so I just hope this young lady can find some peace with what happened because she didn't do anything wrong. And all of these people, these trolls that are blaming her, um, y'all need to get a life. But typically, um, in these types of issues, incidents, uh, they try to demean the name and character of the person that's dead. And I'm so glad a lot of people have stepped up uh, to defend Mr. Floyd and his character, especially uh, former NBA star Steven Jackson, who knew Mr. Floyd personally. He said he's not going to allow them to tarnish his name because that's what they do. Um, and initially, no charges were filed against the police officer, which all four should be charged with something. But after the protest and riot starts, we find out he's being charged with third-degree murder. Uh, and basically what third-degree is, from my understanding, is if you push somebody down, they fall and hit their head and die accidentally, uh, that's what third-degree murder is. Um, it's more of just an accident or negligence, to my understanding. And this was more than negligence to me. Uh, three other police officers were holding Mr. Floyd down. He was already handcuffed, and he was not resisting. There's just absolutely no reason this police officer should have had his knee in Mr. Floyd's neck at all. And them to not immediately take action and arrest these police officers. Uh, it's uncomprehensible to me. I just don't understand it. And that's what we find in these cases a lot. There's not immediate action. Uh, I mean, at least immediately, you know, put them on desk duty or something. Something needs to happen while you uh, do your due diligence and investigate. But then I don't trust the police to investigate their own. Um, and until the police officers and the departments that are affected, uh, until the settlements, because I'm sure there will be some type of settlement with the family over the death, that money comes from taxpayers' money. And until that money comes from police pensions or something like that, I don't think it'll stop. And generally, I try to be an optimistic person, but right now, I'm just not. Um, all of the protests going on, I understand it 
uh, I could understand it in the beginning. There are very peaceful protests going on, and I have a lot of thoughts about the protests as well, and what I feel uh, police antagonized some of those protests as well, and that's the reason they kind of sprung out to what they ended up being. Uh, I know here in Dallas, uh, I know some people that were down at the protest, and it just amazes me that when black people or minorities protest um, senseless murders of black people, the police come out in riot gear. And to me, that's almost antagonizing the crowd. That in an already emotionally charged environment, you come out in riot gear, tactical gear. Uh, and to me, that's just putting gasoline on the fire. But yet, a few weeks ago in Kentucky, you had armed white men with AK-47 storm a federal building. Police just stood there. No tactical gear, no riot gear. They just stood there and watched and let them take over a federal building where legislators had to be escorted into the building and they ended up not even coming to the building. But no outrage from the cops, no uh, no arguments from the cops. They just stood there and let it happen. And they were protesting, opening up Applebee's and Cracker Barrel and getting a haircut. But when black people protest the murder of an innocent black man and another black life lost, they show up in tactical gear, riot gear, shooting uh, pepper spray and rubber bullets at people. So I think that's part of why these protests have gotten out of hand. Uh, secondly, with the protests, there are a lot of people starting um, fires, starting the looting that aren't black people. They're there to incite violence. They're there to discredit the Black Lives Matter movement. So many videos have come out that I've seen over the past week of white people busting out glass. Uh, there was one guy specifically, and I think they ended up finding out he was an undercover cop, walking around just breaking the glass of an auto zone uh, parts store. And they followed him and asked him if he was an undercover cop or whatever he was, but there are a lot of white people out there that are inciting riots. I saw a video last night where white people were driving around in a car handing black people bricks for them to throw at the police or for them to use to break windows. And what they're trying to do is stoke even more fear for white people against black people because all you're going to see on the news is black people acting fool. Those type of stories that I'm referring to, and there are so many videos out there, won't be reported on the news. All you're going to see is a bunch of black people acting fool. You're not going to see how it started. And you're not going to see these white people doing the same thing, looting and all of that stuff. Or you might see them, but it's going to be reported way differently. There was a video of uh, a white newscaster. She was reporting live and a white lady was in a store and she was walking out with a bunch of clothes she had just stolen from the store. And the reporter said, well, maybe she's an employee. That's the double standard we get. And that's why 
this is hitting me differently because I've known this been a double standard. I've been racially profiled before. I've just stopped by the police uh, and questioned and had my ID run for absolutely no reason at all. All I did was walk across the street and into a restaurant with my girlfriend. And I was followed into the restaurant, a packed, crowded restaurant, stopped in the middle of the restaurant by the police and said, give me your ID. No explanation as to why. But a white lady was spray painting BLM for Black Lives Matter on the side of the building. And all of this is being done to discredit the Black Lives Matter movement and diminish what they're trying to accomplish. The Black Lives Matter movement is a peaceful movement where all people want is just the same justice and treatment as other people get. Now, with that said, there are black people out there acting a fool too. I am not gonna sit here and act like they are. I saw some black people jump on a moving train and they came out, they were still in flash screen TVs. That's just stupid. That has nothing to do with the Black Lives Matter movement. That has nothing to do with George Floyd and uh, trying to get justice for him. That's just opportunist and ignorance. So I'm not gonna sit here and defend the looting Uh, I'm just, I'm not going to. Uh, I don't necessarily believe in destroying your own community uh, because this is where you have to shop. And all you're doing is taking money out of your community and you have to go to another community to spend your money when you could have kept that in-house. So I don't agree with burning down your own place. But it should not take that for people to listen and understand and for people of color to get justice. All they had to do is from the beginning, take these four police officers off the street and arrest them. Because the crazy thing is the day before they arrested the police officer, um, somebody came out and said, based on the video, they couldn't see any reason why he would be arrested. They didn't see anything wrong. But the very next day he's arrested for third degree murder. It just, it makes no sense. And we see in too many of these cases where the police get off, it's clear. I think the guy that um, killed, the police officer that killed um, Eric Garner, I don't think he's been arrested either. But coming off of, we just within the last month, Ahmaud Aubrey getting killed by these two white guys who were emboldened by the police officer, uh, by the police department to do exactly what they did because they didn't feel there would be any consequences. Then to the uh, Breonna Taylor, which was the young lady who was killed by the police in the no-knock raid in Kentucky. Uh, and now this case of Mr. Floyd is too much. It's, it's too much. And there's a sense of hopelessness to an extent because these people don't get um, held accountable for their actions. And I try to be optimistic, but right now I'm just not. And then you have the dude in the White House, uh, instead of trying to understand and trying to unite everyone, he comes out defiant and say he's sending the military to these weak cities where they have weak governors and and of course he's specifically talking about democratic areas he makes everything such a party issue and uh, 
the crazy thing is, I watched part of his press conference yesterday where he was talking about using the military on American soil, um, where he was talking about, and this, this is for everybody, especially white people, who I've seen on Facebook, people I know, uh, the dude in the White House, everybody who talks about peaceful protests are okay. You can say that when Colin Kaepernick did it. Colin Kaepernick, this is the exact reason why he was doing what he was doing. But you tried to change that narrative. This man lost his job in the NFL. He was blackballed from the NFL for this exact reason. So I don't want to hear nothing about silent protests because when Kaepernick did it, the dude in the White House called him a son of a bitch. But yet, yesterday, he talked about peacefully protesting. And as he's doing that, the police in front outside the White House was pepper spraying people to move out of the way just so he could walk across the street to a, a, a church that had been burned down and hold up a Bible for a photo op as if he gives a shit about that church. All it was was a photo op for him. And as he's talking about peaceful protests, that he has the police right outside the White House who are peacefully protesting, he has the police tear gas them. Um, he's talking about governors are weak. They need to take control. And, oh, and he also, in his speech, said something about exercise your Second Amendment right when confronting rioters and looters. I think he's purposely trying to cause a civil war to avoid having the election in November. That's my conspiracy theory. Because I think he knows he's in trouble. I think he knows people are energized to get him out. And I think that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to figure out a way to either postpone or prevent the November election. And again, that's just my opinion. That's my theory. But everything he's doing, I, I can't see how people support this dude. He's not trying to unite us. He never has. And to me, this is bigger than politics. This is not Democrat, Republican. Because uh, I can respect somebody who's a Republican that has a different viewpoint than I have. I can respect that. But if you support this dude, this is a morality thing to me. That this has nothing about politics. This is more morality. I've never seen a dude. He actually retweeted a comment from somebody, and I think this dude was a pastor that said, The only good Democrat is a dead Democrat. How can the person that's supposed to represent everybody? retweet something like that how can you allow to be in charge help hold the highest position in the United States and that's how you feel Obama wasn't perfect and there were things that I policies and things he did that I didn't really care for but I truly think he tried to govern for everyone I think he was inclusive in a lot of his decision making. I think he brought in experts that knew more than him about a topic. Not once did he say he's the only person that could fix it. And I knew in the last election 
when he, the dude in the White House, said that all of the issues in the United States, he is the only one that could get it done, I knew then we were in trouble. Because he doesn't know everything. You have to surround yourself with smart people and not yes people. And this brings me to, um, I watched a documentary on Netflix about uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And it explains a lot about how Trump thinks too. Uh, When you are a powerful, rich person that is well connected, um, and you're used to getting your way, you're used to buying your way, and that's what Jeffrey Epstein did. Jeffrey Epstein had all of these charges about solicitation of minors for prostitution, and all of that went away um, when I think he was the attorney general of Florida at the time, made a deal to only get 18 months to Jeffrey Epstein. And during his time, I think he only served 12 or 14 out of the 18. He definitely didn't serve the full 18 months, but he was allowed to leave for 12 hours, six days a week. He was allowed to leave jail for 12 hours, six days a week during his time in jail. Anybody else would have been put under the jail, but that's what money, power, and influence will do. And all the information he had on the people that visited his private island with all of these underage girls, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that somebody had him murdered. Now, in the in the documentary or in the show, um, people said they saw Bill Clinton there, uh, but they no one said they saw Bill Clinton do anything inappropriate. And they definitely named a few people that did do uh, inappropriate things with minors, but they never said they saw Bill Clinton do anything. But this explains Trump, though. Trump has money, he has connections, and people rarely say no to him. And that's why we're in the position we're in now. He's trying to become a dictator. Um, and I just don't understand how people are okay with that. And one thing about me is I am not going to argue with people about their opinion. Uh, last night on Facebook, this guy had posted something uh, on a friend of mine's post. And I commented to her. And he tried to get me into this debate. And of course, it was a white guy trying to get me into this, bait me into a conversation about how good black people have it now. And basically what I told him was, we have two different viewpoints. His America is not my America. His experiences are not my experiences. So don't tell me how I should feel or react to something. And he said that I was arrogant. That was an arrogant statement. And I said, that's your opinion. And then he had about seven or eight more posts. And all I told him was, he called me the angry black dude. And all I, my response to that was, I'm not going to argue with you over an opinion. But he said he was going to screenshot what I said. and It was the most ridiculous argument. Do whatever you need to do, buddy. I don't care. Your opinion of me, I can care less. I don't even know you. I don't give a damn what you think. Post it wherever you want to. Because I didn't say anything wrong. All I said was, you can't tell a black person about their experiences and how I feel about what's going on. Yeah, I'm not a slave, but uh, I'm sure he can get stopped by the police and not worry about dying. I don't have 
so you can't tell me how to feel. So I respect your opinion. You have to respect mine too. And if you don't, that's fine too. I don't care. But the bottom line right now is I just think we have to get past the looting because we've gone beyond Mr. Floyd's death at this point. Because none of this stuff, what's going on now? Well, let me take that back. I won't say none of it. Because there are still people out there genuinely working to make a change uh, in the judicial system in the name of Mr. Floyd, um, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. So there are people still on the front lines working to get those judicial systems changed. But all of this other stuff, hijacking a, a train to steal flash screen TVs and all of that stuff, that has nothing to do with the issue and I hope they get arrested because now we're just tearing up stuff just to, to tear up stuff you know I think in New York they were saying like Barney's and Christian Dior all these shops got robbed and stuff and people stealing for what that has nothing to do with, with what's going on and that diminishes and takes away from what the Black Lives Matter and, and people like that are trying to do to help our community um so, it's just been a long few weeks for me. Uh, I'm definitely by myself. Uh, now I'm not like in depression or anything like that, but I, yesterday at work, uh, I had a meeting with the managers that I support. And after the meeting, I had several reach out to me just to see how I'm doing because they said I didn't sound like myself on the call. I wasn't my normal, upbeat, joking self, and that's because I'm not. And all of these people are um, white and they had genuine concern for me and anybody that knows me personally knows I have a very diverse group of friends and I have to say a lot of them have reached out to me over the past week to ask me what can they do if I need anything how am I feeling um, and my ex-girlfriend in Houston's mom she she's I call her my mom. She's always called me her son. She called me last week in tears because she had just saw the video of Mr. Floyd. And she said she immediately thought about me. And for one, she thought, you know, that could happen to me because I'm black. And she also thought of how am I feeling about it. And she was almost in tears and we had a long conversation. And I love her to death. And she just said, I don't know what to do. And for me, it, it's, I can't tell anybody what they should do at this point. Um, but even acknowledging that there is an issue is a good start. At least you understand that because too many people will say it's not an issue. And even with the conversation with the dude last night on Facebook, he said that uh, there's no such thing as white nationalists. It's a myth. Well, you have a lot of people that identify as a white nationalist. And then his response to that was, uh, there are more bloods and crips than white nationalists. It's not the point. That is not the point. But I digress. Now, to all my non-melanated friends that have contacted me, showing me support, showing me love, checking on me, I appreciate that. I love y'all. Um, I know who truly has my back. I know who truly would be there if 
if anything were to happen to me. And then there's some that I thought would have a said word. And that bothers me too. But hey, it is what it is. As long as I know who truly has my back, that's all that matters uh, to me at this point. But I just want to reiterate that um, I'm not in agreement with a lot of the stuff that's going on as far as the looting and rioting and the stealing of merchandise because it has nothing to do with Mr. Floyd. Um, With that said, of course, there are black people that are within that group that are doing these things that are tearing up the community. I do not support that at all. But also, when you think of, when you hear people talking about these thugs that are doing it, include the white people that are doing it too. Because when you say thugs, you immediately think of black people. And that's the narrative that they push. That is why when a black man like Mr. Floyd or um, anybody else gets killed unjustly, the first thing they do is check their uh, background to see if they have a criminal record. And a lot of times you'll see an old mugshot of these people. Um, But when it's a white dude, who's killed people, a school shooter or a rapist like Brock Turner. It's always a high school picture or them with their family and a puppy or some shit like that because they try to make these distinctions, especially before it goes to court or before. Um, so they create this narrative of these people and that, that's happened for a long time. But when they say these thugs that are looting and stuff, I don't want you to automatically think it's all black people because it's not. And there are plenty of videos out there to show it. Uh, there are agitators out there with the intention of discrediting the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and I don't know if they're paid. I don't know where they came from. All I know is they're doing a disservice to what's going on. We need to stay focused. But I do hope all of the looting and rioting stops because now the message is being lost but something has to be done Um, some changes have to be made and I think that the changes have to start with voting Uh, this is why I am so upset with Diddy and Charlemagne the God uh, from the Breakfast Club with them uh, and their stance on the black vote is not for sale uh, we have to have a black agenda I don't necessarily disagree with having a black agenda but what your agenda is compared to what I might want my agenda to be could be totally different we need to find a unified front but at this point we cannot afford not to vote and to sit here and say or demand a black agenda from Biden is ridiculous. This is a win at all cost election. That's the kind of demands you make in the primaries for candidates. And of course, I want black people to do well. Uh, that's of course. But at this stage, at this point today, we cannot afford to let this dude get another four years. We just can't. 
it, it is too critical to just um, humanity. So to come out now with all of this, I voted not for sale and all of this stuff. And Biden was not my first choice. He said he wasn't. But that's who we have. And if you don't vote for him, what are you going to do? And these people have a lot of influence uh, on a lot of people. And I just think it was very irresponsible to come out at that point and make those statements about, you know, you have to prove something or you have to win our vote at this point. And again, in the primaries, I understand that when there are 15 candidates, I definitely understand that. And I support that. But at this point, what we're down to just two people, we cannot afford to have this divisiveness within the party. And that's been our biggest problem. We go against each other. We don't support each other. And you don't have to be a Democrat. I, I don't care what you do. But what I'm saying is, at this point, we can't afford to we, we can't afford to let this dude do another four years. It, it's as simple as that. I would vote for um, a box of cereal, a rat, a crayon before I vote for this dude. I'm just, we, we can't afford to do it. We cannot afford to have him get another four years in office. It is, that would be detrimental to um, morality. Uh, the justice system and you have to think bigger than um, you have to think bigger than just the presidency because this is the Supreme Court this is the Senate this is the House we need all of that at this point but um, yeah just I'm just in a mood right now so the last thing I'll leave you with, I want to read something that uh, I saw posted on Facebook today, and this meant the world to me because this is exactly how I'm feeling. And um, it says, your black friend is trying to be okay. Your black friend in the past 30 days has watched a black man get shot dead while jogging, Ahmaud Aubrey, a black woman get shot dead while sleeping. Breonna Taylor and the murder of George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer. Your black friend has also listened to the President of the United States use segregationist words as a veiled threat. Your black friend is trying to be okay. Please don't ask us about the looting. Please don't chastise us about the rioting. Please don't tell us that all lives matter. Please don't minimize our fear. Please don't bring up black on black crime. Please don't ask what about Chicago. Please don't say if you'd act like a wildly successful black person, usually Oprah, Obama, Colin Powell, Denzel, or Will Smith. Please don't judge us. Your black friend is trying to be okay. Listen to your black friend. Empathize with your black friend. Support your black friend. Pray for your black friend. And pray with your black friend. Just let your black friend know you really care. Your black friend will remember who truly had their back during this difficult time. They will remember who was more concerned about a looted target. They will remember you posting a thinly veiled and racially offensive meme. 
They will remember you called the looters savages. They will remember your silence about their black life and the black lives of others. It's real easy. Do whatever you can to help your black friend out because your black friend is just trying to be okay. And this is exactly how I'm feeling at the moment. Just trying to be okay. Just trying to get through the day. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, hopefully the next one will be a little more upbeat and positive. Uh, I just don't have it today, though. I appreciate you listening. Hopefully it's going to get better. Stay prayerful. Be safe out there. God bless. And I love you. Thank you.